You know, sometimes it's so hard to focus on the things that matter in life because there's so many other things happening, especially with business. You know, just being able to spend time with family and do the things that I know are going to set up and secure my family for life. But as a business owner, I'm always looking for ways to work more efficiently so that I can free up my time and free up some of my money. And that is why I love ShipStation. When you run a business, time seems more precious. ShipStation gives e-commerce sellers like you more time to do what they really love. Unless you, what you really love is managing every single little detail of order fulfillment. ShipStation automates time-sensitive shipping processes so you can come back to focus on bigger things like developing new ideas, honing your marketing strategy, or interacting with customers. No wonder ShipStation is already trusted by over 100,000 sellers. Now, with ShipStation, when they talk about automating a lot of fulfillment, this is something that really no business owner should go without because it can get really tedious going, finding out, okay, this person, they wanted this. Okay, this is how much it's going to cost to ship this. This is how... You don't need all of that, okay? You don't. Ship station is like, ah, uh-uh, we got you, boo. Don't worry, don't worry about it. Um, about so, all those manual shipping tasks eating up your time. Ship station is really good at it. So let Ship Station handle all of your shipping and handling, and get back to what you're good at: growing your business. It works on all storefronts, Amazon, eBay, Etsy, and more. Lets you automate all the manual work that goes into shipping. You also get deeply discounted shipping rates, normally reserved for Fortune 500 companies, and you can easily compare carrier rates and delivery times. So it's easier to choose the best Best option for every shipping scenario. In fact, 98% of companies that use ShipStation for a year keep using it for as long as they're in business. It's time to let go of all those shipping tasks. ShipStation can do it better and faster. Sign up using promo code Crew with a K. Crew with a K. For a free 60-day trial today at ShipStation.com and saving a start saving time with every shipment. That's two whole months of shipping with made quick and painless. And it's free to try. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in Crew with a K. Crew with a K. ShipStation, make ship happen. And with that started, let's get started in five, four, three, two. What up, y'all? Welcome to Here's the Thing. I'm Kevin on stage. She's... Chick Welcome to another podcast episode. Smash that like button. Smash that notification button. Bam, 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 Quick church announcements. If you are a creator, it is now June. The code 50 for my master class expires at the end of this month. Do yourself a favor. Invest in your business. Grow your business. Grow your creatorship. We are all using social media for free for the most part. That means we are the product. Don't let Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all these people hey, be hey. the only people that are getting paid off of you. Kevin, why at least you get your lick back. People? Why are you lying to these people? Why are you saying if you're a creator, if you are a business owner, if you are a business owner, you want to sell a product. This is the question you need. List. It's called social media. I think people forget the media part mm-hmm. is the media. You mm-hmm. promoting lipstick or or draws with the butt out. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yes. Or OnlyFans businesses. OnlyFans. You sell cookies. You sell coochie. Either way, you need to learn how to use mm-hmm. social media. I got a friend starting Go to OnlyFans. my links in my bios. Kev on stage. The links are in there. What would you say? I got a friend starting on OnlyFans. Congratulations She's to her. Pushing What's the best? How you know it was a girl? Sorry. You don't really have that many guy friends that you talk about. I don't. Was it a woman? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Code 50. All right. So, obviously, the talk of the town uh, is Monique versus mm. Daryl Lynn Hughley. Is that what that sound for? I didn't know till this day. Darryl? I never bothered look, looking it up. Daryl Lynn Hughley. By the way, I had a homegirl in college whose dad's name was Daryl. Her mom's name was Lynn, and they named her Daryl Lynn. One oh, thing. Black wackle. folks love a good smash together. I don't know why you didn't name your son Mangel. Somebody's recommended <laughs> Angus. Mangus? No, Angus. Angus. Oh, uh, black folks don't name their kid Angus that uh, much. There was another one, Marcel. Now, Marcel could work. How do you get Marcel, though? M-A-R-E-L. Oh, the end of your name. Yeah, See, black folks usually Angus. go with the beginning. Well, M-A-R is his. Yeah, but I mean the beginning of both. Oh, yeah. That's the same with Angus. A-N-G and, and then, then the U-S of Marcel. Marcel, actually, I would allow. I wouldn't. More take. Ang- no. Angus, I just don't like that name. I don't like any of that. Angus is like an Irish. Angus. Ang- Ang- no. That's Angus. what they recommended for the twins. Angus and Marcel. Ah, I like twins names like yours that is like, y'all got twin side cops. Absolutely. Although if I had twins, Marcus. it'd be like Tyrone and... Jimothy. No, it would be something from the Bible. Hezekiah no, and not. Nehemiah. Yes, it would. It would be an Amos and Andy. <laughs> uh, ben and Jerry, come so, here. So, Monique and Daryl Lynn got into a beef, okay? Now, I don't know if Daryl Lynn knew he was in a beef. That's he the did. thing. He uh-huh. did after that. So, what, what, what it started for most people was Monique goes on rant about yeah. D.L. Hughley, about headlining. Actually, I don't know how it started for most people. That's how it started for me. Yeah. Monique goes on rant about headlining, lashes out against D.L. Like, you know, that was the framing that that I saw. And it seems kind of on brand. Yeah. This is uh, Monique for the past decade, not the entire decade, but for the past decade, has been uh, known for... Uh, airing out her grievances publicly with folk that she feels like has done her dirty. So this did not seem like off-brand. No, and that's not even like throwing shots. Right. Over the last 10 years, Monique has been known more known more for, and her point is that she ain't, she'd been blackballed by Hollywood. Yeah. So she'd been going at Tyler, Oprah. She was going at Lee Daniels for a while. He apologized a month or so ago. Mm-hmm, for a project um, they're going to do. Oh, he apologized a month ago and they will now be doing a project right, together. Right. Uh, so then she went at Angel for wearing a bonnet in the airport. Oh, she came at me and, heavy. And, and I was like, I still love you, sis. I still love you, queen. <laughs> Bonnets in airports. She was going off about that. So that's how it was framed. So then it was like, uh, post a contract DL. If I'm supposed to be the headliner, post a contract, right? So he posts his receipts, mm-hmm. which was a deal memo from UTA, and it sh- it showed that he was supposed to be the um. Well, he posted as a contract. She later said this is a deal memo, which mm-hmm. it is. It was. Uh, she was. Uh, he was like, or he posted his receipts, which was um. I'm supposed to be the number one paid artist on the show. I am the headliner, and I have subject to approval. Uh-huh. Can, can you explain the difference between the contract and a deal memo for those? I will. So when I do uh, shows with my agents, comedy shows uh, specifically, I often only see the deal memo, right? Deal memo is basically the shortened version of the contract. Say Angel books me and she owns a comedy club 
Angels on Broadway in Lexington, Kentucky. It'll say, hey, we want to book Kev on stage. He gets, you know, 90% of the door, travel buyout for $3,000, 10 comp tickets. You know, he brings his own feature and opener or the club will provide a feature and opener. You know, club will provide hotel or don't. Like basically a shortened version of a contract, mm-hmm. right? Angel says to Kevin's agent, this is what we offer to Kev. And that doesn't really change usually if it's Angel owns a club and I'm doing five nights or Angel owns a theater and I'm doing one night. Usually the deal memo is the same. It tells you all the expenses that they're supposed to have. Literally everything that's in a contract, but in a short form. Uh, Usually all I ever see is the deal memo. Uh, When I sign off on that, I very rarely go back and see the full contract, which is usually just the deal memo in long form legal terms. And that's crazy. In acting, just to chime in. I always see the full contract. Yeah. There's no like abridged version. It is. I have to see every single line in the like a boilerplate that's at the end, all of it. But go ahead. Continue. Yeah. So in comedy, it's not that unusual because usually comedians do so many shows to see every single contract when you're on the road every weekend. It's like, bruh, mm-hmm. like I'm not looking. And at first I was looking through them, but when I'm doing, you know, I was doing 50, 60 cities after a while, you got. You, I trust my agent. More important, I trust my uh, agent, mm-hmm. and I trust my Greg. Greg go down there and count the things. Uh-huh. Times thirty, times fifty. Do the number line up. Chaos supposed to get one hundred percent of the door, eighty percent of the door, ninety percent of the door. Sell whatever the thing is. And Greg, there was a couple times on this last tour. Greg was like, ah, 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 math ain't mathin'. Right. Club. There was a couple times the club had to go back and wire me that money. A, a little bit, a little bit of something. Uh huh. Right. So it's not unusual. So that was DL's contract. Then Monique posted her contract, which was Hicks uh, Media, right? No, her con- so what Something is different with hers is that, so hit, UTA is who reps him. Her attorney reps her. Yeah. So when they send her a contract, they, for I think their own clarity, label the top of the contract for the client that it is for. Yes. So her contracts are not done in just her name. It's done to Hicks Media, which is her company that she owns. Absolutely. So her contract is a performance agreement, Hicks Media, FSO. I'm not for sure with FSO. Uh, is that is that like it's kind of like professionally known as? Yes. Uh, Monique Hicks. Oh no, that's PK Monique. Uh, New Day Entertainment is the purchaser, so I'm assuming they are the promoter. Yeah. Uh, and essentially, in her contract that was sent to her lawyer, which is not uncommon that this is a little inside baseball, but it's not uncommon that my contract is different than yours, right? Uh I can be contracted this way with the agency or promoter. They can go out differently. Or in some cases, angel says we have our own thing. Actually, we're going to sell out, send out our own agreement that you, you are going to sign. Right. Right. So when I used to promote shows and do stuff, Sometimes the artist is like, hey, I actually have my own. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, usually we would send out the contract. Right. So that's not that uncommon. So uh, she posts her, and this is the crazy part, and this is where this is going to inform how I think what happened. DL posted his, his showtime where he was the closer. It looks like New Day was the promoter, if I'm not mistaken. And they sent Monique a thing where the same letterhead, that she is the closer. Yeah. Right. And she said, this is what I was sent. And when I got to the show the day of, they switched the lineup. 
Uh, so this informs what I think happened. What I think happened is the promoter. Well, let me back up in comedy. The headline closer for a lot of comedians, very important, mm -hmm. right? In our class it's not as important. Like our class, I mean, comedians that come up as, as I come up, Tony, Ryan, mm -hmm. CP, things like that. Uh, a lot of times we don't say it's important, but there's a lot of clout that comes with closing the show, mm -hmm. right? Usually people, the best comedian goes last because it's understood that people can't follow them. It's not always the case like that. Um, may, maybe not even always the case that you enjoy the last comedian last, especially in LA. There's like eight comedians on the show. However, in a theater show like this, usually the headliner is the closer, right? Kevin Hart is going to close Kevin Hart's show. Mm -hmm. uh, Kings of comedy, Nobody went after Bernie Mac. So in this case, what I think happened is the promoter told DL, you going to close. Promoter told Monique, you going to close. And on the day of DL, or I don't know who did what, but it was decided that Monique was going to close. However, the reason she was upset, that was only part of the reason. And Angel will explain. DL was going to close, not Monique. Oh, yeah, that DL was going to close. Okay, so if you listen to the 10-minute rant that she uh, did, which we recommend if you're watching this podcast to listen to it just because we're going to reference different things that she said. It's not until she gets to the eighth minute that you hear what actually started all of this, right? Because, yeah, looking at this whole who's going to close, who's going to close thing, you think, it's on the promoters for lying to her yeah. and for putting her in a position to be, think that she was going to close. Um, and I will say, and then I'm going to get into it. I will say there was one part where she did hearsay of like, oh, and he's like, there ain't no way this woman going to close after me. I'm yeah. closing. I don't know if she actually heard that, but I'm assuming being that stand-up comedy is still a very male-dominant and chauvinist um, industry, she's creating the narrative that could be true, but is not factual anyways in the eighth minute she begins to talk about going on to his radio show uh he asked her to be on there she was like okay cool right at the end of the interview one of his co-anchors jasmine says would you like to play a game or they say would you like to play a game she was like yeah sure she was like we're gonna play a game would you rather co-host jasmine asked her would you rather your husband I'm not going to use the explic explicative she used, have sex with Lee Daniels with a condom or without a condom, without a condom or have sex with Corinne Stephens, also known as Superhead, also known as Elizabeth without a condom. This is where the seed of anger started. Yeah. Um, was that interview and her being like, who, you know, who does this? So this is why in her rant, she starts talking about his family because she felt, felt like her marriage and her husband were being disrespected on that radio broadcast, radio mm. broadcast, the radio program, the program is what she said, <laughs> the program. Now I know a lot of people would feel like this was very unprofessional. It was. <laughs> Which The question? The question in Monique's addressing it. I also think, though, that 
I'm never one to silence somebody that's been been done dirty. Now, how she went about it, I'm like, uh, Monique, we we want to be on your side one day. <laughs> we want to be able to. It's like one of those things. Two things can be, you can be right and wrong at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I think because of her being pissed off and not resolving that issue, this was just icing on the cake. Yeah, this and was to be just, clear, DL didn't ask her. Another radio person on the program did, a woman named Jasmine, just so we're clear. Uh, DL didn't ask her. I'm not even, I don't know if DL was on the program that day. I imagine he was, but I don't know for sure. But Jasmine asked him because people in the Patreon are asking why, why, why did she, uh, why did DL even ask her that? And apparently from people who watch this, uh, this is common on DL's show. Would you rather is very common segment, but apparently DL's show is wild. Here's the thing about wild. I don't know if they did it on purpose or not, right? But when we did the 85 South show, me, Tony, and Tahir, the 85 South go- guys know I don't cuss, I don't smoke. They usually smoke on the show, right? Almost always. When we were there, they didn't smoke, right? We didn't ask them not to smoke. Mm-hmm. I expected to get a little second high combustible, mm-hmm. but they didn't smoke. Mm-hmm. The reason I bring that up, I think part of hosting a program is knowing your guests. Mm-hmm. Some people you get wild with, right? I'll get a little more wild with Angel because it's my unruly cousin, Right. right? If if Tab was co-hosting because Angel was shooting a television program or a movie, I no. wouldn't go as far no. as. Remember we talked we no. talked about this and remember we said no. 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 If Angel was here and we were also interviewing Tab, okay, yeah, I would I wouldn't ask Tab the same questions or play with Tab the same way I do because right. Angel and I have a different relationship than Tab, and more importantly, Tab has a different brand than Angel and I. Right. Mm-hmm. And some people, you know, like, bro, you black folks, we know you can't play with everybody like that. Right. Even if you are wild, Monique and her, she, you know, she is like staunchly protective over her relationship. Very you need to ask her, would you rather eat sugar on grits or salt and pepper? Right. Or wild stuff outside of her. So she took that as an attack on her family. Cause I was like, why does she keep saying, uh, we don't, we, when it comes to family, we don't go there. Yeah, yeah. I thought they attacked her family, but they basically, she feels like they attacked her relationship or the credibility or his manhood by oh, asking that's exactly that. what they were doing. Like, you can't yeah. really play that like, oh no, that was just the question. Yeah, because it ain't like, did you rather have, have sex with Meryl Streep or, or Olivia Newton-John? Right. Like, that's, you know, uh, she felt like they, and, and I can't, def- I can't say that they weren't, Right. Right. So she, Monique is on, and I don't know how long ago that was. It made but, her mad, and she ain't let it go. But the thing is, again, I'm not, I'm not condoning Monique's behavior because I do feel like she was, um, I think she definitely got way too far out of pocket to the point that even if she was all in the right, she didn't murky up her message so that ain't nobody listening to her. Mm. And um, but I, I do, I do think once you know, like. You would never do a would you rather question dealing with would you rather sleep with this woman or that woman just because of how seriously you take not doing hypotheticals when it comes to you being married. Right. <laughs> like that's just I'm gonna not, be in trouble in real life. Right. You're like, I'm not even I'm not even gonna do that. So to kind of to try to play it as well, it was just a question. Like you said, I think we know Monique's stance well enough. When it comes to her husband, especially when her, she's been open about them being in an open marriage, that that's just not, you're right. not even, 
Honey, that's you don't go there with her. Mm-mm. Now you do go to Honey when you want to be able to save money, right? Because uh, today's episode is sponsored by Honey. What's your favorite thing to shop for online? Would you like to buy? Because you be buying random stuff. Uh, the thing that I think about in the moment. So most recently, it was a fat suit. What? <laughs> a fat suit. A box of basketball shoes. A basketball. What about stop? What about you, Josh? Uh, <laughs> camera equipment off Amazon. Okay, so is it easy to find deals on it? No. No. A lot of times the price is set in stone. Exactly. So how often do you feel like you have uh like you have a promo code ready at uh checkout? I don't. Most of the time I do not have a promo code unless it's something that I heard about on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks to Honey manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds in your cart. It supports over 30,000 stores online ranging from tech and gaming products to popular fashion brands and even food delivery. Now, this is how it works. Imagine you're shopping at one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey Bunny button drops down, and all you have to do is click apply, apply coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. If Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the pros- prices drop. I uh, told y'all, uh, as we continue to add furniture to our house, we're trying to get it finally like fully decorated. It takes us a long time. We've been in that house for a year, but... It's going to be about three years before we get it together. But when I go to like buy certain items, honey is what I use because I don't want to be paying extra, extra money for no reason. When I know that more than likely this thing has dropped price somewhere with a coupon. So when we were decorating a Mars room, I used honey to buy his curtains, to buy all of the window fixtures, to buy his, um, picture frames to buy his rugs. I was using honey like crazy and I saved a lot of money doing it that way. And I suggest you do too. You can add honey to your iPhone too. Just it uh, enable it on Safari and you'll find savings on the go. Now that makes me excited. I'm just going to tell y'all right now and make my stomach bubble. I'm excited about putting on my iPhone. <laughs> if you don't already have honey, you could be straight up missing out. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. I never recommend something that I don't use. I don't do that. Get honey for free at joinhoney.com slash crew with a K. Crew with a K. That's joinhoney.com slash crew with a K. Crew with a K. But I don't. So... I think Monique could have been justified in her frustration, in her anger yes. about the question and the way the promo promoter situation played out. Mm. And I feel like she was like, I'm going to take this justification and I'm going to go a little too far. Oh, she I'm went a lot of too far. The DL isn't for Daryl Lynn. Ugh. Right. And when you come from, from men, it's usually you're either broke or your sexuality. Come on. They <laughs> said the two things that you hold most precious <laughs> is where you put your penis and, and if you got any money to put in your wallet. That's it. <laughs> I mean, she came for the one, two. And the thing that's interesting to me is uh, the, the people who paid for a comedy show, <laughs> they didn't. No idea what they signed up for. Oh, no. Can you imagine paying 50, 60 bucks? I would have been elated. <laughs> and Monique's just yelling at you. I've been like, ooh, 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 what? Listen, I really don't mind that she did it in that arena. I do mind some of the stuff she says because I'm not going to sit up here. We all champion Dave Chappelle when he did a whole talk back, Netflix talk back or wherever to get yeah. them to take down. The Dave Chappelle show. But that wasn't, that was that a comedy show? 
It was something, yeah. It was something what, like but, with a with an audience. Oh, it his uh, don't don't uh, what was he saying? Boycott me. That yes, one. Yes, yes. So he used a platform that people are there to watch him speak comedy in order to air his grievances. Yeah. I don't mind her airing her grievances, but there was stuff that she said that was so below the line. And so inappropriate. That's the only part that I disagree <laughs> with. Such the bean of a coward. Like, excuse me. That's the coward beans get sucked all the time. Absolutely, absolutely, they do. A lot of people are cowards. Yes, even the person sucking it might be a coward, and that might be why they are. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So there was a lot of stuff that I just wish she didn't go so low. She went to the Earth's core. Um. That I just, I, for the, for the, not because I'm judging her for it, even though she should not have done it. But I, I know like when I am pissed off, I'm not thinking about what morally is right. Well, you feel like what, <laughs> she moment. feels like family's off limits. Like right. you went after my family. I'm going after yours. You did on a radio show. He has a lot of, li- DL syndicated, I believe. Mm-hmm. He's he, he's on like Steve Harvey level of yeah. where are close to how many people be listening to his show. Yeah. It ain't like he has a little, you know, show that's in this podunk town. Like, yeah. he be on the big network. So she feel like, you went after me in public? I'm going to go after you in public. You went yeah. low, I'm going lower. Right, right. And I'll show you how low I can go. But I say I wish she didn't just to give some validity to her anger because now that's what people are going to focus on is the fact she's talking out of pocket and it was unprofessional versus is there any validity to what you're saying? Because it is shysty, not just on the promoter side. Like if DL was aware of the fact that even beforehand, if he Mm -hmm. was aware at all that they both had been promised um, the headliner spot. Yeah. I would, I would personally hope that being the guy in the situation, knowing that you're more respected just off of your gender alone, yeah, that that would be something that y'all would bring to the table. Even if it does still end up with DL being the one to close. 1,000%. 1,000%. But somebody said this, and I agree with this wholeheartedly. Somebody was like, you shouldn't do business with people you don't trust. Trust, because you're not going to take anything they say at face value. If my understanding, like Monique's in a tough spot per, personally uh-huh. because I don't basically she's she's frustrated with DL prior to this whole comedy right. show, obviously. Right. right. However, she wants to perform and because people be like, why do you do the show? Well, if her op, her opportunity to perform in her in front of her fans in Detroit, like Detroit is a city you want to go to. Absolutely. Like I couldn't get Detroit on my show last tour. Because every other comedian already had Detroit. By the time things were rebooked, all the things in Detroit were gone. Mm-hmm. So, and my next tour, I'm absolutely going to Detroit. Right. So it's like, okay, to prove my point against DL, I, I don't go to Detroit, and now my fans ain't seen me in 21, plus, 21 years, because she said she hadn't been there in, in 20 years. So. Oh, wow. Things aren't usually as black and white as, or she could have needed the money. Maybe she wanted, maybe she Everybody wanted to buy a new pair of shoes. that show needed the money. Yeah. DL needed the money, so did she. Like, oh, yes. why you think he got to be the highest paid person? It ain't because he don't right. need the money. Lot, I'm sorry. I didn't mean <laughs> go to ahead. It's like, we all go to work with people we don't like all the time. 
Yeah. Not me. I love Angel Josh. I was and, like, wow. You know, but we've all had jobs except Angel. Actually, maybe Angel, she worked a job. She didn't like somebody. You still got to go up in there. You still got kids to feed oh, and bread to buy. Absolutely. I do not even equate the two. I could hate, literally wouldn't piss on these people if they caught on fire. Dang. I can get through my job. I can get through it. I absolutely can. Well, you're a professional. Come on, come on, come on, come on. The <laughs> thing is, I'm not saying it's DL's fault, but just like, just like these white women in Hollywood have had to step up for black women and make producers respect black women and how they're paid and how Will Smith had to make the producers of um, King Richard yep. pay Ingenue Ellis the amount that she deserved to be paid. That's the only reason why I'm saying that if DL knew and if he's someone that's saying that at one point in time they were friends, yeah, I would hope that if he knew they had lied to her and said that she was going to headline, that he would bring it to her attention and they would come to the table to come up with some sort of solution. That's all I'm yeah. saying is because we can't lie and sit here and pretend like they don't treat male comedians way better Oh, absolutely. Than women comedians. That's just hands down. Even if Monique was the most pleasant person in the world, because she is a black woman, she is going to get yeah. deals that do not reflect her, the amount of time she's been in this industry and the success she has had when all this mess wasn't going on. Absolutely. I think, feel how you feel about Monique, but she is, man, it within at least the top five uh, if, if you just went women only, not yeah. not comedians only, at least top five. And if you went all comedians, there ain't that many two people. When Mo, well, Monique was on like yeah. years ago, she was always closing all them tours. And them Queens of Comedy shows was selling out. And I think had she had the opportunity to have the stages that men had, she probably would have been bigger. And somebody just brought up, she has a whole Oscar. I was just getting ready to say that. And then if you were literally just getting ready to stay, most comedians want to take the jump. Not most, but a lot of comedians want to take the jump from uh, comedy to acting. Mm -hmm. uh, she had a, before she had an Oscar, she had a TV show that mm -hmm. did like four or five seasons, five, yeah. six seasons. It was very successful. Very yeah. successful show. Actually, I think it was two, wasn't it? The Parkers. Did they yeah, have a spinoff? You know, I'm going to be honest. I didn't watch it. Maybe it was just the Parkers. How many I'm seasons apart? Oh, no, it had five seasons. Five Get seasons, okay. 110 episodes still being played. That's great. Then she went on and got that Oscar for uh, uh, her portrayal as Precious's mom, which, to me, one of the best performances. Yeah, she was great. Period. Oh, yeah, she had a late-night talk show. Oh, the Parkinson's spinoff of Moesha. That's what, that's what I was getting. And she had a late-night show. Yeah. On BT. I, I done forgot about that. Like y'all gotta ask about Monique. She ain't, <laughs> she ain't like just nobody. Like right. she be able to talk like she talk because she she is a legend in comedy. Period. 100%. Man or woman, she is one of the most decorated people. Absolutely. Right? Um, okay, that's I, what it is. Sydney Hicks is her husband. Yeah. So anyway, uh, she just ain't nobody. Is the point I was I was making. She. I just. Damn, <clears throat> Precious was in 2009, Angel. Was saying now what? Precious was in 2009. Oh, God. Oh, wow. So Dang. long ago. <laughs> High school. 13 years ago. Jesus. Wow. Um, I wish she hadn't gotten more after that. Yeah. I mean, it, for a lot of black actresses, that that does not 
it depends on how white folks see you, but that doesn't really change. Octavia Spencer said the same thing. Yeah, it really is like that. Oscar, she was like the the, the offers weren't pouring in like that, like no. you would think, and the money didn't go crazy. She was like, and if I was demanding more money, I just wouldn't have been working. And I think Monique has said that. Mm-hmm. She was like, when I won that Oscar, you was gonna pay me as such, and people were like, or we're not, or, or we're not, and and they didn't. So I think what we see, what what if I were to try to look at this with any type of lens of compassion, which I'm trying to do, I think what we end up seeing with Monique is a woman who is fed up, mm-hmm. who has been at this grind for way longer than both of us have, and has done all the things that should put her in a situation and in regards as a lot of other counterparts uh, respect the money as a lot of other counterparts, but she's nowhere close to that. So I, to me, it feels like it's all of that anger. Mm. And when she has her explosions and lashes out the, the level of the explosion for us, the audience seems like girl, (laughs) come on. Like we understand you mad, but like you would have to go that far. I feel like we're getting all of it though. We're not just getting, DL this DL uh, radio show disrespecting her husband and now he's headlining a show that she was promised to headline. She's also she's also uh we're seeing people have been disrespecting her choice in marriage since she first was open about her marriage. True. She has been you being disrespected about how much she's paid and in regards that to Amy Schumer thing. The, the the whole Netflix thing, she has been disrespected in those regards as well. So I think we're seeing all of that anger every time she hits up people. Because I was like, Oprah and Tyler and never, Steve Harvey. She would God. never miss an opportunity to bring up the fact that they played her. <laughs> the fact of the matter is it was like we thought the, the gun was pointed at DL and she threw the... Curve the bullet. And we want it. Yeah. And and, and Oprah and and Oprah and Steve Harvey were over here and they got it right in the the head. We did not even know that they were at like at the show in any way, shape or form. She was like, oh, I brought them niggas here, too. Let me tell you what. If Monique went to Chick-fil-A or McDonald's, ordered a number one with a large fry and a Dr. Pepper. Uh Uh-huh. And they forgot that fry. She would have been like, Steve Harvey was in there, wasn't he? <laughs> what if if it weren't for there? Oprah and Steve Harvey, I would have doggone had that fry, wouldn't I? See, that's the problem. Hollywood have been playing with me uh-huh. ever since that precious thing. I didn't want to promote the Oscar. And, and that's why I ain't got no fries or a small fry. That ain't never going to stop unless they <laughs> apologize. Oprah, Steve, I know y'all listen to this podcast. Single me out, Josh. You're single out. Oprah, the Winfrey. Steve the Harvey. Don't forget about Tyler. Tyler's the Perry. Take a moment and apologize. Because Monique ain't never going to forget. She like the internet right now. No matter where you are, whether thou goest, whether thou beest, she going to remind the world that y'all played her. Hmm? Mm-hmm. What you talking? Mm-hmm. Anyway, in lighter news. Lighter news. There was news. a whole discussion. Yesterday was Memorial's Day. Yes, it was. And, you know, there got to be a whole uh, discussion about cookouts. Right? Um, let me, let me find the, one of the quotes. There was a whole bunch of ones, but this one is from somebody in my timeline. She said, uh, black men in your thirties, this is a plea to get your grill skills up. We had a house full of Negroes yesterday. And when my boy had been holding the grill down 
who had been holding the grill down for three hours while I handled all the prep, had to leave. It took almost an hour to recruit a replacement. Not because people didn't feel like it, because they were intimidated by the idea. So I'm curious, and we'll get to women in a second. Black men who are listening over the age of 30, are you comfortable getting on that grill and handling grill duties for the Memorial's Day or any other holiday, Juneteenth, whatever? Now, my good friend Marcus, Angel's husband, I know he's comfortable on that grill. Oh, yes. And I done had his wings. Um, and while y'all are answering, uh, I have my comfort levels. What, what can you cook on the grill? I'm going to tell you what I can do, and then I, I don't feel no way about it. And you I'm shouldn't, comfortable Kevin. With it. I can do them burgers. I believe you. I can do them dogs and brats. I can do that chicken. I can do a little salmon on there, like a little grilled salmon. Mm-hmm. I can do some corn on the grill. I don't do. I don't deal with them ribs. I have not yet perfected ribs. To me, the cookout or barbecue, depending on what part of your nation you were born in, is the man's equivalent to Thanksgiving dinner, mm. right? Can you, as a black man, hold down a whole cookout at least on the grill, mm. right? A lot of times, the sides are brought in or made separately. Just the meat. But can you at least handle the meat? And I'm gonna tell you, I can't do the ribs. Okay, now I will buy ribs and make it seem like I ribbed them. Mm-hmm, I've mm-hmm. lied. Good. I've lied. You huh? should. Because ribs take more time than I have. It seems like with very little payoff. When I watch people <laughs> eat ribs, you, I've never eaten a rib a day in my life. When I watch people eat ribs, I'm like, that is the meat that I leave over on a chicken bone. Like, what you all are fighting to get to is the scraps. The scraps. Ribs done well take three, four hours low and slow. Mm. I ain't got it. I don't if you want really want to smoke them, like you really do ribs, like a couple of my homeboys, CP, Bishop, who really do stuff. Bishop makes the best brisket I've ever seen. He's a Waihite gentleman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he get up at 2 a.m. to start the brisket process. Nothing that I am cooking Mm-mm. is going to require me Mm-mm. a 10, 12 hour monitoring process for one I meal. Don't, for one, not only one, one type, just the brisket. That's not even the side. He got the, the, the coal to, to, to wood mixture. He got the gadgets and this. I'm, I, I am impatient. I don't appreciate food enough for anybody to ever do that for me. Cause I am mm-hmm. not going to be like, Oh my God. I can taste the cedar wood. Boy. Flavor. No. Smoke rings. You ain't counting smoke rings on your brisket, Angel? Absolutely not. I'm okay with that. However, interestingly enough, so the whole discussion was like, y'all dads y'all dads and y'all grandads ain't teaching y'all. I didn't learn to uh, grill. My dad didn't teach me. Yeah. My I, granddad I didn't. Or uncle. I think I learned by watching other people happenstance. And then when YouTube was available... YouTube. YouTube and basically seasoning how black season other meats and then try my other stuff. Go ahead, Angel. I don't think that that black people teach folk anything. You are supposed to learn by being in the environment. Yes. Now you get to our generation, we had other things to do. Before the general our parents' generation, they where are they gonna go? <laughs> they ain't got nowhere to go. They got to be in the kitchen. They got to be at the grill. There is no <laughs> bowl. They are not going anywhere because they they could get killed leaving the house, right? right? So they're going to be at the house <laughs> watching. We got Nintendos to play, yeah. right? We got things. We got MTV to watch, BET to watch. 
We ain't got time to figure We're out. Losing how to recipes, them. Angel. Yes, apps one hundred percent. But also, some of those recipes need to be lost because we're dying. <laughs> we're dying, guys. Somebody <laughs> brought up a good point that I thought was interesting. She was like, "Do y'all think that the barbecue cookout?" Oh, actually, let me read her tweet verbatim. I wonder how much of the young people ain't having cookouts. Her quotes, not mine, is related to us not having property to hold said cookouts on, and not what we don't know how, don't want to do. Can't really bust out a grill when your property management will find a evict you for doing so. Can't really have block parties when the block gonna get displaced by gentrification. Can't really go to parks because you don't feel safe. Things like that. She went on on to say. Do you think that plays into it? Only a small portion because we gonna find a place to grill. That's not when it's a grilling time. It's grilling time. We're gonna find a place to grill now. Block parties. I didn't grow up on block parties. I didn't parties grow up on block parties either. At all, but I could see how that would not be actually possible if your neighborhood is gentrified mm. and there are not a lot of black neighbors or people who are into the culture of that. But I will say, folk will volunteer someone's house. Yes. Our house has been volunteered several times. Luckily, it's going to be volunteered more. Actually, when this whole discussion went up, I was like, I could go for some Marcus Grill right now. <laughs> and Marcus loves it. He loves for people just to be like, put some on grill. Okay. <laughs> um, so I do I do understand her um, sentiment, but uh, I think it has a lot to do with people, one, not knowing how to grill is more so just not like learning, not yeah. paying attention. It's the same thing with having babies and breastfeeding. We don't be paying attention. That's why it's a lot harder for women this generation to navigate that world. Because before, your mother, your aunts, you were there when they were having your younger siblings and your nieces and nephews mm. or whatever, or your cousins. Nowadays, you in a hospital by yourself. Yeah, and that lactation consultant got to come in and hold your boob. I've seen it done. Kim so, said. Right, and so that's a completely different experience. Yeah. For me, breastfeeding wasn't that hard because I was the youngest. I did watch all of my sisters mm. breastfeed. So I was like, by the time it was my turn, I was like, I think I know what's supposed to happen. Yeah. So same thing with grilling. I think we just didn't pay attention, and we have more things to do like that the barbecue was the biggest thing of the year and maybe a festival now we got concerts all over the world we've got we're going traveling internationally we have access ribs will be brought to us now when we grew up not joshy growing up on uber eats and postmates I did not when we grew up it was you know the two things that could be brought to you Pizza, pizza and Chinese food. That's it. And mostly just pizza. I never had Chinese delivery. Yeah, Josh, you I'm, grew up in the 2000s. I never ate at a Chinese restaurant growing up. <laughs> Hunan Garden was <laughs> coming to your house. That's why them crank you calls you. Hunan Garden? There's a Hunan I feel like Garden. 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 Every, I feel like that is yeah, every They city. like Americans can read this. <laughs> just put it on the thing. Wow. But I also think, like, all jokes aside, the fact that you can order ribs from a professional. Like, yesterday I wanted barbecue. I went to my Postmates. Yeah. I said, bring me ribs and some hot links and some grilled peppers, and I'll do the eating for myself. Right. Ten years ago, I, if I wanted ribs, I would have had to make them or convince somebody to make them. So I think that part plays part, too. I'm curious, Josh, in Mexican culture, but you're almost 30 or is there a certain age. Wow. Are you expect? I know. You're going up. Next week. Wow. 29? 29 next week on your birthday. You know what's crazy? I was thinking about it. I've been, we've been in the pandemic since I was 26. Wow. Really? Dang. I was just thinking about this. I saw a tweet a couple months ago was saying that 
if your kid is in sixth grade, their last normal beginning to end school year that was like unaffected by the pandemic was like third grade. Yeah. My son is entering into his last year of middle school. His last year of elementary school was when the pandemic. So his whole middle school. Uh, Yeah, has been. Oh, yeah. Yeah. First year was completely virtual. Second year, masked up. Joe's going into high school this year, and it doesn't look like they're going to be doing masks, at least masks. Yeah. And they'll be starting on time. That'll be his first year in ninth grade since fifth grade, I believe. Since sixth. Sixth grade? Yes. Sixth grade. Because he's a year ahead of Marcus. Sixth grade. So anyway, back to my question, Josh. In, In Hispanic Mexican culture, are you expected as a Hispanic male homeowner? Are you expected to be able to grill? Not grill, but actually, no. Ex- expectations, I shouldn't... There's there's no expectations on me being able to grill or cook, really. Because Not cook, period? Traditional Mexican households, it's always the woman. Uh, a gender role. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, my neighbor... Not, I, I don't want to get my one black though. friend. And I do want to buy a grill, but they're not cheap. So No, they're not. My neighbor is in Birthday my neighborhood. gift. I don't know when I would be able to grill, Let's though. do it. Who cares? What do you, you do for your birthday? One. You should have a party. Invite us over and clean up. And grill. I mean, the place is clean. We, do you guys can come over? You want to come over my birthday? We got to get him a grill for his birthday. Do you prefer a charcoal grill or a gas grill? Or whatever do you whatever Marcus recommends. Marcus that? ain't on no... He's uh, got both. Oh, okay. Oh, does he? I don't, I don't yeah, know. It's, it's, well, it's one grill that has both sides to it. Okay. It has gas in it. You probably should just do gas because you it's you and your girl, and you mm-hmm. want something that happens quick. The charcoal. You got the Tesla. Exactly. What does that mean? You just feel like you'd be an electric electric. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll talk about it. We're going to get you something nice. It's going to be real sexy like your I've house. seen a lot of my, well, maybe just my neighbors for the last couple of times. Last couple of times I have Mexican neighbors, it was always a dude on the grill with the carne asada and the cerveza. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but then the, his wife or girlfriend or whoever, the woman would be making everything else. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess for the cookout style, like we call it like the carne asada, it's pretty much you're cooking steak. Mm-hmm. Um, that I could see. But I mean, carne asada is so thin to where you just like it's it's more of a heat. It's it's not a thick steak or it's not a, a thing where you have to like grill it at a low temperature for a long time. It's pretty quick. But, I mean, with the exception of that, the rest of standard cooking is more is more of a general role. But, I, I mean, that's just the old school. That So, I, I don't know this to be true, so correct me if I'm wrong. In Jamaican culture, I've seen a lot of my Jamaican friends say that. The, the men be cooking. The men be doing the cooking on in, in Jamaican culture. And in you general? are like, huh? In general? In general. Okay. Like, you be shamed. Like, how black men are shamed that they can't grill. Mm-hmm. Jamaican men are shamed that they can't. Cook. Uh, cook. Let us know in the comments here from the islands uh, if the that's island. the, if the case. From Jamaica to the world, is I, Chet Hanks representative of, ah! of Jamaican culture? Um, I, um, I kind of, while I think it sucks in one instance that we don't be knowing stuff that it should be handed down, that we should have just watched and learned and perfected, the one thing I do like is now we are able to try different recipes mm-hmm. because when things are handed down, a lot of times we are stuck with, you got to cook it the way the family is used yes. to it. You might be able to doctor it a little bit. Well, got but Paula Pat in trouble. Oh my Remember God. That? Today. That was, God. All she was doing was doing her family's recipes. Terrible. Um, so I think it's dope that like, 
I've been used to, you know, my greens taste in a certain way, my sweet potatoes taste in a certain way, and trust and believe, I love all those things and how they taste. But, like, um, the pandemic year when we weren't sure if somebody was going to have COVID in our team, so you all didn't come over, I ended up trying a bunch of Danny's recipes. I would have never done that if Mm y'all didn't come. I would have been like, let me just do my family recipes so that I know exactly what it's going to taste like. But it was fun to be able to try something different, to taste something, be like, oh, I might like this better. Oh, I like this, but let me take this out. I don't think we're given that freedom as black people when we do the handed down. Like the standard. Uh, yeah, it's just like, it's what you doing? Yeah, why I feel like you? there are certain meals that just cannot be improved upon. I don't really try stuff unless I'm just cooking for me. Honestly, yes. TikTok recipes, I've been, I, that's that's like my go-to search place for like, if I want to throw something. I bet. For like air fryer or even just like on the stove. It's cool to get different ideas from that. And then obviously add your own taste, but. It's fun. I just I like being able to try. And then you know our families don't be right at least my my family don't write down no recipe. You got to just know oh, wow. it in your mind and in your heart what's supposed to go <laughs> into what. Like there's no we have no recipe cards whatsoever. I'm also so at what point did, in the black community did the recipe become unchangeable? Right? Cuz somebody had to say we was eating baked beans, right? Mm-hmm. Back in time. Someday somebody said, had to say, man, what if we put some brown sugar in here? Oh, that'd be lit. What if we put a little uh, green pepper? Right. But at what, at some point with macaroni, greens, it became, I, I don't, don't do nothing else. It's marriage. Marriage. I say think, more words. I think when you got two Negro families <laughs> becoming one, right? They're becoming one. You take the traditions of the wife mainly, but she, she, in order to be a good daughter-in-law, takes on some of the um, the recommendations of her mother-in-law, yeah, so that yes. when you have ah, okay. them come over, so I think that is where there becomes an amalgamation. Oh, come amalgamation. on, amalgamation, uh-huh. amalgamation of in an evolution of yeah. certain recipes. Mm-hmm. So let's just say. Uh, Martha from Alabama marries Gregory from Virginia. Mm-hmm. Virginia, they 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 got a lot more rice recipes. They got right? a lot more rice. And but then over here in Alabama, they love to use the hog for everything. So somehow there's a rice slash pork slash something mm-hmm. dish that we would have never known about. And if they got a cousin down in South Carolina, they got a Geechee, they got a Geechee recipe. Come on. Them Geechee people, the Geechee the Gullah. Geechee the Gullah. Say, hey, man, we know about the rice down in the Geechee Gullah land. You don't got regular rice, we got dirty rice. What's that? Rice that done been through something. I'm going to show you how to make it. Come on. That's That's that Geechee Gullah rice. So I feel like that is, that is how. I feel like if we, you know, that, what's that one documentary that we watched? I was just thinking about black nigga food. Yeah. (laughs) The what? food that made us. The, thank you. That's what that I, ain't it. That, but, uh, it what's it called? From Africa to soul, Alabama. Eating at the table of the blacks. What is it? Y'all, you know, uh, high on the hog. That's what we said. That's the same thing. I was about to say, use your butter knife because you're a bougie nigga. It's something of that. Spades and sade. <laughs> I do think when we look at our food, though, we can kind of see, yeah, like as, as different recipes, like change like the cultural the cultural indicators of what part of america came from or where what uh 
uh, other black mm -hmm. of the black diaspora had an effect on it. Right. You yeah. can also see our oppression. You could through our recipes and our colonization. You see the trauma in macaroni and cheese. You see it. And while we don't really want to work through that because we like our macaroni and cheese, it is important that we do work through that trauma. And that's why we're glad that this episode is sponsored by talk space. Bingo, 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 boing. <laughs> we still in the springtime, right? And we be doing spring cleaning. At least that's what I've been trying to do because we're trying to get all this clutter out because you know, for the summer you want it light and airy, but guess what else you need to declutter? Not just your house, your mind. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, uh, why we want to talk to you about clearing out your mental space, keeping that clean, keeping yeah. it fresh, oh, yeah. breezy over the years, thoughts and emotions can build up. We watched that. Like I said, with Monique, hmm? that's why it's important to talk to someone who is trained to help you declutter your mental space. Yes. Talk space therapists are available to message anytime you need. Because you shouldn't have to watch your thoughts pile up until your next appointment rolls around. You're right, Angel. Y'all, y'all know I'm in therapy. Listen, I got my little therapist book right here <laughs> for me to be able to write down stuff. I can text her whenever I need her. Um, and it's good because I am the type of person. I'll make a casserole with my thoughts, honey. And all that stuff be <laughs> mixed up. I don't know if I'm feeling one thing about one thing or one thing about the other because it's all just in there mashed up, not right. So we over here picking out the peas of my casserole and dealing with the peas, okay? That's mm -hmm. what me and my therapist. We going to get over to the potato chunks, but first we're dealing with the peas, right? And uh, being able to have somebody to go through the decluttering with me to help me process all the the little pieces that I have been ignoring or covering up with shredded cheese. I'm getting hungry, guys, during this ad. Okay, <laughs> Has actually been really, really beneficial, to be honest. Um, taking the first steps towards getting help can be crazy. No matter, excuse me, not crazy, but scary. Uh, but no matter where you are in your mental journey, talking to a therapist who is trained can help make a huge difference. Talkspace takes some of the pressure off of the first step. It's a more flexible, convenient, and affordable way to get high-quality care. Once you match with one of your licensed therapists, you can message them anytime through the app or schedule a live session if you need some FaceTime. Your mental health is too important to rely on Dr. Google. Come on. Mm -hmm. Within 24, uh, with 24-7 text, audio, and video messaging, Talkspace lets you talk to a licensed therapist without needing an appointment. They have thousands of therapists across dozens of specialties. Once you match with your therapist, you can message with them anytime, anywhere. Talkspace is private, secure, and most importantly, accessible. It's everything you love about therapy without the stuff that gets in the way. If thoughts and emotions are piling up, a fresh perspective can help you feel better. Match with your dedicated therapist today at Talkspace.com and use promo code CREW with a K. CREW with a K. During sign up to get $100 off your first month. That's $100 off at Talkspace.com. Promo code CREW with a K. CREW with a K. All right. In other news... Man surprises his girlfriend by putting her name on the deed to his home, his properties, and granting access to his benefits before proposing. Let's play the video for you. Video. Video, video. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't notarized though. Nancy. I ain't notarized these, but I spoke with Bryce. 
who I raised since he was six. Bryce is my guy. And I said, Bryce, we trust shop. He said, your dad, you died with mom, I trust him, shop. Oh, not Jagged Edge. Come on. <laughs> I didn't know he chose Jagged Edge when he proposed. If you love me. Not might as well. We ain't getting no younger. Might as well. Yeah. Why you uh, choose that song? That's some stupid black love. See, first of all, I know you ain't got the deed until I put it there. Come on. So, Angel, as a black woman, if you, uh, what, what would you think if Marcus gave you? If Marcus gave you the deed to his home, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Let me let me double check the deed to his home. Come on, his properties and gra- granted access to how you get access to the benefits before a life change. Was it during open enrollment? No, you it might be that, it might be death benefits. Ah, okay. I'm over here on the particulars. How you did this? How you Open did enrollment ain't until around Christmas. You ain't had, unless you had a baby or got married, you can't even put her on that stuff. Yeah, what you doing? And you put a you you can put a domestic partner on there, but you got to have a qualifying life event. Yeah. What was your qualifying what life event? That? You and that's it? the marriage. It ain't the proposal. How you did that? How you did that, sir? Yeah, uh, probably his uh, death benefits in his retirement. So are you or people in the world? Y'all out here uh, unmarried? Um, are you, you expecting? If you, if you, <laughs> I don't think you could be expecting this. Can't be expecting it, but if Marcus did it, I'd be like, you are a smart man. That's worth way more than the ring. Uh, Them benefits? Listen, I mean, you, I would hope, listen, I understand a lot of marriages just be tanking out here. And it's not because people didn't try. It just didn't work out. Right. Uh, but I do think. There are a lot of people who go into it with genuine hearts and with a real honest desire to work their butts off in order for their marriage to be death do us part. And so I can understand coming with that type of energy. Yeah. It, like he said, he had been raising her son since he was. Rice? Yeah. Since he was six. So like that's, that's his family to that's him. His family. So, and at the end of the day, let me, I'm going to be honest at the end of the day, for me, in my marriage and in my relationship, none of that none of that stuff matters that much to me. The benefits? The no. The deed I'm, on the home? Yeah, meaning giving Marcus half of that, that stuff does not matter to me. Like, if my relationship would blow up, the last thing I'm gonna be thinking about is nigga, your name is on the deed to this house. <laughs> we gotta split up the house. Like that stuff, and but I know that I'm speaking from someone who has been with someone for twenty some odd years. But I like they've been together for a long time too, mm-hmm. since Bryce was six. Since Bryce was six. So I, what I'm saying is, is that I think it's a beautiful gesture. Yeah. And as for me, if we separated on some old no let me not if he if i died or something happened <laughs> i love I, how you went from we separated you know you know no, the no, only no, way no, this we're is not gonna, gonna do that we're not gonna do I that and I, <laughs> these things that i have worked for the material things that have come from it don't amount to as much um i don't care as much about them yeah i, I do you get what i'm saying i absolutely do let me yeah. tell y'all what y'all can say what y'all want feel how y'all feel 
Melissa would have been on that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could call me dumb. You could call me ignorant. Mm-hmm. You could call me naive and say I move with naivete. But I would have been like, sign me up. <laughs> Kevin Fredericks, Melissa Fredericks. Mm-hmm. You can have the deed to the home. If it took if it took all that to get her, and I ain't even saying she asked for it. This is very unusual, I believe. But you talk about real love. Real love is your name on some property. You understand me? Sorry. I just, I think for me, it shows like what is more important to him. He's saying this stuff has value, but it's not more important than you. So not you more... can have half of it. That's not, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That is the way I took it. Not as nigga, she about to take half your stuff. Well, that's it's... how I think people see the world through the way the world be. Yeah. Like, we be in such a jaded society. This is a great gesture. We'd be like, he's dumb. We shouldn't have did it. Don't trust her. we just be, we see it through her colored glasses first. Absolutely. What could happen? He don't, she going to leave you. You don't even know her from Adam and him from Eve. Right. Or the other way around. Oh, oh, right. Point okay. is, y'all don't know them. But we'd be like, nah, that's stupid. It couldn't happen to me. Listen, if you was proposed to by a man or woman and somebody said you could have this half of this house and, and if I get sick, you can have them benefits, you'd be like, dang, man, you really love me. Like, you put your money where your mouth is because when you get divorced, we listen, the last house we had, they was we was renting before we got our other house, they got divorced. They, they had to... They had to sell the house before they got divorced, mm-hmm. right? They had a lot of money in that house. Yeah. And when you fall out of love and... More importantly, when you sign that paperwork, you got to split that cash up. I know if you wasn't thinking about that stuff in the beginning, mm-hmm. you thinking about it now because mm-hmm. you would have had 300 grand in equity. And now you only have 150 with a person you hate at the moment <laughs> or, or don't want to be around. That's going to sting. So when you're in love, you say, yeah, man, you could have half of that. Inside. But listen, like um, t- uh, t- Tony always says this. He was he was always like he always says this, and Kevin Hart says something similar he was like uh tony's like if i blow up and go crazy my my first wife will get a lot still and anybody i'm with has to understand that Mm -hmm. because of what she did that allowed me to get where i am he was like if i could buy her house i'm buying her house kevin hart was when he got divorced i just listened to his book a little while ago he was saying he didn't he didn't argue for one cent less uh heaven forbid i'd rather give melissa everything and start all over yeah than to act crazy yeah you know what i'm saying uh, well, just give me a little something. Let me just get my feet wet and get my feet together. <laughs> <laughs> At least half, maybe a little more. I said everything just out of love and respect. She's like, whatever's but, in your PayPal or right. your cash app, that's what you can keep. Whatever's in your cash app. Well, because app, they're going to want first and last month here in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And that's going to take me a <laughs> And I'll be in Alamo, and I got to get my feet together mm-hmm. first. So, matter of fact, let's just stay together. Matter of fact, you know what? Let's just, you know what? Let's just have an agreement. Somebody said, Kevin, go get Monty. Monty ain't coming with me. Monty! Loves Melissa more than y'all think. You notice my video has been over. <laughs> I love Monty. Monty is Melissa's dog now mm-hmm. because she trains him. She feeds him. She does all this stuff. If I go to hug her, he, he jumps and be like, get off of her. This is my mom. I love her. Get away. And I'd be like, we could have no dog. You understand me? <laughs> He's you, like, she ain't going to let you get rid of me. Playboy. Playboy. Shut all that. Monty ran away. Down to them people. And watch you better find him. Or you're going to be in misery <laughs> be for like, a uh, long time. <laughs> Meet the parents when he found the other cat and spray painted him black. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was so funny, man. 
It was he a found a cat that looked like Jinx and spray painted. That's yeah. what you got to do sometimes. That's what you would have to do. Jinx can't flush the toilet, Greg. He doesn't have a possible thumb. <laughs> he said that with a straight face. Absolutely. Why was Robert De Niro being a jerk like that? The I got nipples, movie. Greg. Can it you milk me? Daughter. The whole movie. It was his daughter. Dog. I got nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? <laughs> That movie was so good. All of them were. I enjoyed every single last one you, of them. I didn't like them as they, as they went along. Oh, I, I, it doesn't matter if they get worse. I'm were, going to continue pl- to. The last ones were guilty pleasures. Yes. Speaking of that, guilty pleasures, I just turned on Ocean's Eleven yesterday. Ooh. Good as new. I can't wait to watch this new Top Gun movie. Oh, Tony saw it. He said it was good. good. Yeah. I can't. I heard it's the most unrealistic movie. I was like, I don't want realism. It's... You know what I want? I want, I want, I like Fast and Furious. Yes. They have just been like, I, if they I, took Top Gun to Fast and Furious, I'm all in. You know what I want, Josh? I want a crossover event. I want Jurassic Park and what? Fast and Furious oh, and Top Gun. That's probably Watch next. it happens. Watch I them want, drive a Ferrari <laughs> through a Megasaurus, Tyrannosaurus Rex and then it, face. I want them to put a fighter. It turns into an F-18. <laughs> well, because just... the wings from the, the Tyrannosaurus or whatever, the pterodactyl. Ends up on the car and it flaps. Angel, those were basic. Tyrannosaurus Rex. That's he was ninety. He was ninety four's villain. He's just a pawn. And they had what was the the big one they had? Wasn't even Tyrannosaurus. He was the baby in the last one. What was the big dinosaur? Um, did they did they make a mesh or something? They made a yes. It they was a Velociraptor. A, GM, uh, a GMO dinosaur. <laughs> what was that called? Oh, it was a. Uh, Indominus Rex. Uh, Indominus. He made the T Rex look like Baby Yoda. That's, new, that's what I'm new, talking about, I'm baby. Good. There's a new Jurassic Park coming out too. Yes. Yeah. And I want them to drive. I want the dinosaurs to drive cars, mm-hmm. or I want engines strapped to the dinosaur. Once Fast and Furious took Ludacris and Tyrese to space, and they drove a car. Yeah. And they pressed the gas, and the car went, even though the tires are not connected to anything. <laughs> yeah. I was like. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> literally, literally, when you say a movie has gone too far, like, oh, they went to space. And Tyrese and them was like, but for real, though. But for real. <laughs> and Tyrese literally couldn't even die in the last movie. And the, the Rock held a helicopter still with his bare well, hands. Well, obviously, that's possible is why. And that- they would have ripped his arms out of the sockets when he was like, Argh! You don't work out the way the Rock does. You don't know. Even my son, Jojo, was like, all right. I mean, I love The Rock as much as anybody, but come on, guys. Come on. By the way, last night, me and Melissa, it was Melissa's idea. She was like, we got to make sure we're passing down the recipes. And we watched Martin. My kids hadn't seen Martin, an episode of Martin. They seen Fresh Prince. They hadn't seen Martin. We watched the episode of Martin where they went to that resort and they fought that raccoon dog thing. And let me tell you what. That part is just as funny now as it's it was so then. It's so stupid. They are like throwing the thing <laughs> through the air. They're catching it. They're doing the catch and pull it to the body. Angel. Chilligan's Island? Chilligan's. Wait, Martin found the place on the back of a cereal box <laughs> and took Gina there. Absolutely he did. Absolutely. And he fought a raccoon dog thing. For like three minutes at a time. Like, I didn't realize how long that sequence it was. It was ridiculous. And then Pam came later and they fought, fought it, it again. Six minutes of a 22-minute episode yes. is them fighting a stuffed animal on a remote control car. And we were like, it doesn't get funnier than this. Yeah. We watched that episode and then we watched when 
when Martin as Dragonfly Jones fought Kenji and he got beat up so much that the cast was laughing. Laughing, yeah. And that sequence was like four minutes again of a 22 minute show. That is a fourth of the show. Fourth of the be... show is Martin doing. Hey, hey, hey. I, I, I. Literally. It should have been three to four scenes. <laughs> and they said, nope, one. One. Four minute scene. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you what. It ages well. The kids, no context of the show. You don't need any context to watch those two episodes. That is just stupid funny. Did they laugh? Joe thought it was the funniest thing in the world. Oh. Isaiah was like, this is funny, but why are they doing this? Father, of uh, muscles now. Oh, uh, but they laugh. I mean, at some point, did you just laugh? He was like, Isaiah was like, this is just stupid funny. Yeah. Martin never tried to be anything more than that. No. He, he wasn't just, finna. Yeah. There wasn't no piano lessons about culture and stuff. Oh, no. They were like, what is the funny? They were like, just let Martin go and be funny. 100%. Do you like Martin more or the Fresh Prince? Oh, that's a hard one. You can tell a lot about a person by what they choose. And there's uh, no wrong answer. That's a hard one. I think I remember more of the Fresh Prince is what it really boils down to. Now, when it comes to watching reruns, though, the reruns that are going to play in my house are more than likely going to be Martin. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I have more, even though I have very vivid memories of Martin, he has way more staple characters that will just survive the test of time. Yeah. Atomic bomb could go off. We're still going to know about Brum Man from the fifth floor. We're going to still know about pick up the pieces being played. But I feel like I remember more of the storylines of the Fresh Prince. Yeah. I think my, my answer is, is always Martin is a funnier show that I enjoyed the fresh Pr- fresh Prince is a better show. Oh, well, hell yeah. And it's aged better. Mm-hmm. Martin. Uh, and I remember as a kid, I was like, why is he talking about Pam? Like she's ugly. Mm-hmm. I never got. Th- and then I realized he was just doing the Fred Sanford. Uh, yeah. What's your name thing later on in life. But I remember being at young, I was like, I don't, I mean, these stuff is funny. Cause he just says funny stuff. And she always got back at him, but I was like, What's oh, the archetype of comedy? It's just like absolutely. Will and um, uh, Uncle cousin. Phil. Oh, both of them. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, Mar- I, I laughed. Now, Fresh Prince had some episodes that were funny, but Martin was just like, I'm going to. Martin had an episode where he was dressed as his mom. He bit a piece off of the church pew and yes. spit it out. Yes. Will Smith was just, he yes. never was going that crazy. Martin just was, he was raw. I mean, you could rank his characters. He had like. He had the best. Like he, that was probably the last. Let me make sure I'm not putting my foot in my mouth. That was probably the last show that successfully was able to allow the main character to play multiple characters. I think every time someone has tried to do it since it has been. Wah, wah. Who tried after that? Again, that's why none of them have mm. lasted. Uh, I want to say. That, no, there are a couple of shows that I know pilot-wise. Little Rail. Mm. He tried to do that on his show. And Little Rail does have really great characters inside of his stand-up, so they tried to bring them alive yeah. in his show. Um, Jamie Foxx just did it in his show that got canceled. Um, oh, my God. Something about being a dad. Yeah, the show that you promoted? 
Yeah. When David Allen Gray acted like he didn't know who I was, or, <laughs> or also didn't know. But before we go, I just want to know this: What are your top three Martin characters? Shanae will forever and always be my number one. Forever, Shanae. I mean, she was so well thought out. Even though I, I do have some type of feelings about black men playing these, uh, playing mm-hmm. black women and making them buffoons. Yeah, there was some about but at Shanae the same though. time. I love Shanae. Well, because I feel like Shanae was actually multidimensional. She was a business. She owner. owned the nail shop. She was actually extremely savvy. They like, went she to was her quick. for money. Yeah, she was very quick. So it wasn't just this <gasps> like, like this like hood chick who had like really uh, what would be seen as ghetto hairstyles. Yeah. She had. She was multidimensional, and I think that's the reason why I really liked her. Yeah. Um, I would say Dragonfly Jones. It would become after Otis. So Shanene, Otis, and Dragonfly Jones. Yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. I would say Dragonfly Jones. <laughs> Maybe because I just watched it last night. Yeah. When Kenji touched his arm and Martin was like. <laughs> 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 the way his face. Mm, yeah. Silent punk. <laughs> And then to get beat up and yeah. thrown in the bushes, yeah. his physical comedy just, I laughed so hard at that. When he was little, he could do a lot oh, with his body. So I've got to say Dragon Ball Or Jerome. Oh, yeah. So take, oh. Jerome from the Himalaya. Jerome is my number two. Jerome, don't come over here. Not Jerome in a hat. I said Jerome in a hat. Watch your mouth. Yeah, Jerome would be number two, actually. Oh. And for me, man, baby Mama Payne. Oh, I hated that kid. I love Mama She had a full stash. That was one of those <laughs> one-dimensional, oh, just so... put him in a wig and put him I in a dress. Like... And I hated Tim? the voice choice. Hi, Gina! It was the worst voice choice out of all of his characters. You know, I locked up so funny. Roscoe. That's what everybody's. I don't know why him standing on his knees with snot. snot was just like that was like ten like. <laughs> like as a kid, I was like, boy, this is high class art. Yeah, that was a time where when we would be playing outside, our whole neighborhood was shut down mm-hmm. when Martin came on, and oh, then if yeah. you didn't see the episode the next day, remember Josh at this time in life, I know you was just. Uh, embryo. Oh yeah, the days of no on demand. Man, Josh, if you missed it, you just missed it. it. You just you and didn't every, watch it on. Everybody would talk about it. Everybody you, talked about to, it. You'd have oh to yeah, pretend, Bob you know? from marketing is funny too. Down at the schoolyard, you didn't have it. But anyway, I'm glad they're doing a um, reunion on BT Plus. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, Atheon's of- hosting it. And so, uh, all Tisha, the people, Tisha, and Martin, uh, Cole, other than obviously Tommy, rest uh, in Thomas peace. McElford and went on, bless his, bless his uh, family. Tisha, uh, Tashina, Tashina Arnold, Carl, our good friend, Carl. <laughs> Why are you laughing? That's our good friend. Tisha Campbell is still here. Marla I'm, Gibbs. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm still here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still here. I'm, 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 
dead serious about it. Yeah. Oh, I still remember the time where I was on a show with her and I was like, oh my God, this is Tisha Campbell. Martin's dressing room. She was like, what you doing out there? And I was like, oh, you're in here? And she came out and took a picture with me. Oh, she is really nice. And she was still in there. <laughs> yeah. All right. We love y'all. We will be back. Are we doing Friday or Saturday? Why Friday? would we be doing Saturday? Because I'm coming back from, from uh Why are you always somewhere. going somewhere? I got to pay for churchy. Kevin, you've already paid for church. No, I ain't. You want to plug Tab's thing? I got to put, I got to. What uh, you doing yeah. with Tab? Her Target uh, fashion. Uh, oh, you hosting the fashion launch, show? Yeah. I got to pay for churchy COVID, which is. It's a lot of money. I'm so excited for me and Tab have been talking about a launch. I said, you know, I'm about to buy everything like this is an Ivy Park drop. Over Tab? Yes. She said, well, you get in the box. And I'm still. It's gonna going sell to buy. like stupid. Yeah, I'm, this is literally about to be a job for victory on the 11th. I need everything in the shopping cart on Target.com in press. Purchase. Everything. I'm buying. Ep- There's four pages worth of stuff. I will purchase every single item. Dang. Anything I get from her box that she sends me promo that I have extra. When I had my lunch at Target, you didn't you didn't buy it. Where did they have it at? I was just out of Target and I had to. <laughs> I didn't know which Target. We got so many, Kevin. <laughs> we went to Target when we was on the road in Pittsburgh. All right, we love y'all. We'll see y'all either late Friday, probably late Friday, I'd imagine. But don't hold me to that. God bless you, God keep you here. Bye. Here's another bang of fire. Here's another bang of fire. Here's another one. Here's another bang of fire. Here's another bang of fire. Here's another bang of fire. With my boy Kevin stays. And that chick angel.